Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Do Ability. This is episode 37. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are you? I'm doing okay. Just okay. Surviving. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be the extent that we go to. I'm surviving, but we're getting there. Okay. So coming up today, we are going to you're gonna do a little review of uh, Peanut Butter Falcon first because you finally got to go and see it. Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have a look at why um a story on uh, cerebral palsy and a, and a, and a, and, a, and a being a parent is in the new or might even became a story. Yeah. Um, we are going to look at a lovely little story about a blue bucket for Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, a young man dressed up as a uh, Carl from Up. Yes. You've been very busy with the articles this week. Yeah, lots to get through. So let's start with Peanut Butter Falcon. We had a look at that last week. Um. The article yeah. with uh, Shia LaBeouf and um, Zach Godzagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your, your give us your thoughts on it? Yeah, I would um, absolutely recommend it. Um, I was thinking to myself afterwards, it's one of the best films I've seen in years, and that's not uh, purely because it's you know there's representation of disability in it. That's just because it's a great story that's well shot. That's well acted. Do you know? Yeah, story well told. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing... It's not because, oh, I'm trying to, you know, be very kind towards films that have disabilities. That's not... You're not giving them extra marks just because. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm just saying that because it's a great film. Um, And it's very funny in part it's very emotional in others but like obviously I, I won't give in the way but there there is those kind of undertones at times of stereotypes right with disabilities of like oh he has to be looked after and, and this kind of thing um so you know there's there's kind of bits of that where you're you're pushing against it at times, and I suppose it's it's reflective of of society in in that sense. Okay. In that you're, in society, we're pushing against this kind of invisible stereotype that people with disabilities, because the they're the way they are, they can only do a certain amount. Do you know that kind of way? And that is that actually came up in one of the thesis meetings that I had uh, this week was that it's a medical, the medical model of uh, disability versus the social model of disability, which is the medical model um, details where you have your condition and that's basically all there is, right? As in... That's it. There's, you know, there's nothing that can be done. You are the way you are, kind of thing. Whereas, the social model is more of a societal construction of a disability, rather than your own either ability or inability to to do something. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of reading into it um, at the minute still researching it so it's as you can hear it's not quite refined yeah. yet but uh, that's why we're here <laughs> yeah yeah definitely 
but yeah, going back going back to the film, I I would highly recommend it. There is um actually quite a big cast in it because you've got um Shia LaBeouf and uh Dakota Johnson. Okay. Who is in um Fifty Shades? Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got a little bit of Johnny um Berntal who is in uh The Punisher, the Marvel series. Oh, okay. He was in The Walking Dead as well, was he? Uh he may have been. Yeah. Is, is he the lead in The Punisher? Yes. Oh yeah, he no, was, he was yeah. he was in The Walking Dead, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, he was Carl's deputy, I think. He was or his brother even. Yeah, very good. Okay. So the a fine cast. Yeah. And um given that it's an independent film, that that was great to see. The only issue with it being an independent film is that it's only it's a very limited amount of of, of um cinemas showing it. Okay. In in Dublin. So um, we might just have to wait till this comes to a DVD near us. If that's the case, then yeah, or you could. I would be surprised if it wasn't added to Netflix at some point, right? Um, because it's it's a brilliant story. Um, it's a brilliant story, as I said before, very well, um, put across from an acting point of view, very well shot, and I I was I was keeping an eye on that as well from a production point of view. Um, so yeah absolutely brilliant highly recommended lovely now kind of on the back of that one there Dan what we were talking about we had this lovely headline on, on, on from another piece that you found uh, son shares how father with Down syndrome raised him and did everything to give him normal life the normal life there being in, in inverted commas yeah Um. yeah I, I just found this one really sort of odd yeah and it's one of those things there's even <laughs> It's written in the article. There's even a spoiler. What is it? Three lines down that goes. It isn't much different from other kids. Yeah. And I'm kind of like. Well then, why is it being written about? Yeah. Why is it a story? Yeah. What's so interesting? Do you know, it, it's there's an element of it being patronising. Mm-hmm. Uh, in saying that, like, yeah, why would it be any any different? It's it's the same with with um, Butter Falcon, in that like he's just trying to be him. Yeah. Do you know, like he he has his, he has his nuances, like we all do. Simple little, as little oddities. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it is. Why is this a story? Why is just because this man has Down syndrome and he's a father and he gave his son a normal life? Why is that so bloody interesting? Yeah. It, it it it's baffling. It is a little actually, yeah. You know, kind of it's just you know, when we sit here and we talk about disability and we'll say ability and normalizing it and how people perceive it, um, you know so a person with Down syndrome is a parent and a good parent. Which is great. Great. No story. Yeah. You know? That's it. Like it it, it you know, it's just like like it's just like anyone else. Yeah, same, average, done. I I don't really understand that. Yeah, I, I'm not getting it either. I mean, you know, people out there obviously scrambling around looking for stuff to fill the internet with. You did find another one though, um, and I think this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. 
being a parent and being somebody who who stands at doors with kids coming up trick or treating over Halloween and I suppose it's one thing everyone's got a mask on you don't really know who you're dealing with yeah yeah absolutely so so this is the story of um a mother's solution to help her autistic son as we mentioned uh, earlier on um on Halloween to go to go and and trick or treat so um this all comes from her son is nonverbal so that when they go up to the door and you know there'd be a group with them and everybody be saying trick or treat and yeah there could I mean there is an expectation that I can tell you when you're standing at the doorstep make children perform when they arrive yeah you know you want you want sweets you're just not going to rock up here and stick your bucket out yeah Absolutely. You know, that's 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 there. It's almost like you expect trick or treat or smell my feet or uh something forthcoming for, for, for the for the you know, the little Mars bars and the and lollipops and stuff like that, you know. So Yeah. So what she's saying is when she gets up, she finds herself explaining why. Yeah. Her son who's nonverbal. You know, so it's oh, every door, here we go. <laughs> well he's not gonna say anything, he's nonverbal, I'll do the trick or treat bit for her. So what she's come up with, which I think is an incredibly clever idea, is a blue bucket. Yeah. It's like the little pumpkin, orange pumpkin, um, sweet uh, bucket that, that you'd normally expect to see. Yeah. But she's come up with a blue one. Yeah, which, uh, as you said, I think is is genius because it's making it obvious without making it blatantly and And, and, and too different. Yeah, Absolutely. Which is which is great. Which is ultimate inclusion, and um, the National Autistic uh, Society um, in the UK have uh, endorsed it, and it's kind of it's actually going around the internet. Um, from what I've seen, which is an interesting thing in itself because I haven't seen it. Right. Okay. Well, it's there's. There's an Instagram account called uh, Disabilities Invisible who have shared it and it's kind of, it's explaining all of this essentially that that certain people with autism can be non-verbal and they're just wanting to enjoy trick-or-treating but they won't be able to to say trick-or-treat but if they have the blue bucket you you know that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's basically explaining that, and uh, yeah, no, it, it's been shared widely from what I can see uh, online, which is brilliant. And I I do um know a few friends who have uh siblings who are autistic. So, um yeah, no, it, it's just a really really like it's simple. Very simple, then. It's it's really simple, and I think. It, that's what it boils down to with the whole thing around disability and inclusion and all that. It's ridiculously simple. Mm. And so when you, when you think about it, yeah, there's kids coming up to your door who may have autism or whatever, you know what I mean? And and kind of they're way out of their own comfort zone, potentially in the first place anyway. You know, having to go out and talk to people or, or just be away from their home and all the comforts that they kind of but they still want to go trick or treating yeah 
and be as normal as anybody else, I suppose. It's kind of the person at the front door now really has to kind of step up their game. Yeah. In how to deal with... Yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to have the blue bucket, so I think you just kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, a, as a person who gives out candy, I'm going to have to start thinking about that. Right. Who's at my door? Yeah. You know, and instead of kind of the expectation of kind of, well, you'd say bloody trick or treat or you're getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's kind of just like, they rock up to the door... They say trick or treat, you give them a sweet and like just go. Yeah, next. Yeah. Do you know? Um so yeah, no, as you said, there there will be an element of thought that will have to go into it, which is always good. Yeah. No, it definitely is, yeah. I mean anything that sparks your sort of um the way you look at things. And uh the moment this article has has been been very good about it. She goes, um, she's assured homeowners that she will say trick or treat on his beh- on her her son's behalf anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's just a feel good story. It really yeah. is. And she said, "I'll get my my mom candy tax later." <laughs> candy tax is a thing, Dan. <clears throat> As a parent, I can tell you, you know, it there's is, a certain yeah. percentage of stuff that comes in that door that has to be. Um, Redistribute, <laughs> you know, just because you can't have your kids eating too much crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's good. It's just good parenting. You have another one, Dan, and I'm kind of up and down and on the fence on this one, right? Um, the headline says, adorable boy with cerebral palsy dresses up as Carl from Up. And that's the movie yeah. for Halloween. Now, I thought to myself, that's a lovely headline, isn't it? And then I kind of read it and I went, hmm. It says, you know, adorable images show a little boy born with cerebral palsy dressed up as Carl from Up as he gets ready to celebrate Halloween. And I kind of think that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. But there's part of it is just so bloody patronising. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's only that you kind of mentioned this to me in, in the week about it that I kind of noticed it a little bit because, um, yeah, it it is. I mean, with it with a situation like that, you you don't need to make it blatantly obvious. I don't know what is even blatantly obvious. I, no, no, just... but you know, like if you the 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 pictures are in the article, which we'll we'll, we'll share online after. But it's just like anybody would think that that kid is, is looks good anyway. Yeah. Do you know, like why why would you? Need to try and make it more, more obvious. You know, yeah. I, mean? I mean, the word "cute" is mentioned way too often in the article. Yeah, looking at uh, fine, he's, he's got cerebral palsy. Uh, not the end of the world. Yeah, he's got cerebral palsy, and you know, we're, we're back to you know patting yeah. the person on the wheelchair on the head, Absolutely. and yeah, just being like just a little bit more disappointing than normal. I mean, because like if you if you look at the the kind of in inspiration behind it, his mum Brittany, um, kind of put out a call online in saying that that he he loved Halloween and that he wanted to dress up and stuff. And in all fairness to her, she absolutely nailed the costume. As I said, we'll we'll, we'll share we'll share the pictures when the when the podcast goes out. But can it just be left at that in terms of like? Let people think what they think and don't don't try and like, yeah, force it on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. As yeah, you yeah. Said, yeah, yeah. 
Um, because it, it's a brilliant idea. Um, and when you, when you do see the pictures, like there's he's standing in his in his walk-in frame with a bow tie on and and a waistcoat and there's balloons coming out of the back of the, the walk-in frame, which is just I think it's genius. Yeah, it's a good job. Yeah, but that's just just what it is. It's a good job. Yeah, you know, I, like how cute is that? Here's uh, hoping little Brantley uh, and his family have a great Halloween. It's just I mean that's the last line in the in the article. Yeah. Oh, how cute. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It is very... Oh, isn't he nice? Yeah. You know, isn't the little slugger doing well? Yeah. Just, just... Irritating, Dan. It is, yeah. Just irritating. So, Dan, we're going to leave cute there, okay? Um, before I get so excited that... Or annoyed that, <laughs> you know, I, I just leave. Um, next week, we're off, we're off next week. Yeah, we're on reading week next week. We're on, we're on reading week. Next Sorry, week. we're not off. We're we're studying at home. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just clarify that. Uh, I'm studying uh, next week. I'm not off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're you're busy next week. Yeah. Um, so on on Friday of next week, I will be taking part in the positive sexual health conference with Youth Work Ireland Brilliant. in the Mansion House. You've put a lot of work into it. I know you have. Uh, so, I mean, it should be good. Now, it, it, it'll be great to hear back from we say, other young people as to the sort of impact that sexual sort of, uh, what do you call it, training? Sexual education. Education. Yeah, there's a good word. Better than training. Any day of the week. Um, you know, is going to have and what changes or improvements are can be made. Absolutely. And I I think it's just what we're trying to put across is that everybody, no matter who you are, has the right to a sexual education. Yeah. Lovely. So Dan, I suppose people can find us uh where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh Twitter, all at Dan and Daredoability. You can also find us on Go Loud, um, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're hosts on SoundCloud. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, anywhere you get your podcast. Any uh, standard podcast platform. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's um, where you find us. If people want to get in contact with us, you can also send us an email at Dan and Dara do ability at gmail.com. Lovely. This has been uh, episode thirty-seven. I've been Darren McNicholas. And I've been Dan here. And we'll talk to you very soon.